politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Freedom is contagious and there is no vaccine for freedom. And it is spreading around the world at record pace. And despite everything that the powers that be are trying to do, they just can't stop it. As the Canadian truckers have won the PR battle, Justin Trudeau's party turns on him and it's spreading to Europe and across the United States of America because freedom, well... Let's just put it this way. We all really, really, really like it. Except the bureaucrats. Oh, they hate it. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying your day today. Think about what they said about all the protests uh, over the summer, last summer, after George Floyd's death. Do you remember all that? When these were these were brave, brave people who were out in the cold and the night and risking COVID for change, systemic change and blah, blah, blah in the summer of 2020. Remember all that? Uh, And we need to listen to them because they're speaking loudly. Truckers, we don't need to listen to them. In fact, we need to fight them and push back on them because they're a bunch of racist, sexist, misogynistic pigs. How do I know that? Because that's what the media tells me. That's what the American media is obsessed with, just destroying these truckers because they love Justin Trudeau and they love control and they love authoritarianism. And they can't even and, and their minds are exploding the Democrat governors are actually getting rid of mask mandates at this point. They can't even they can't even believe it. Can't even understand it for a minute. Mm. It's fascinating to me what's happening right now around the world. First of all, let me bring you up to speed on the latest in Canada, shall we? Uh, Politico reporting Trudeau's own party is starting to turn on him over COVID restrictions. Liberal MP Joel Lightbound said a decision was made to wedge, to divide, and to stigmatize. Boom! A benchmark lawmaker from Justin Trudeau's own caucus accusing the prime minister of dividing and stigmatizing Canadians by politicizing vaccine mandates and COVID-19 restrictions. He delivered the stunning, scathing assessment Tuesday in Ottawa with the big rigs of the so-called Freedom Convoy just outside the door. The convoy protests against COVID measures, of course, as you know, are winning the PR battle. This is what he said, quote, both the tone and the policies of my government changed drastically on the eve and during the last election campaign. He said, a decision was made to wedge, to divide, and to stigmatize. I fear that this politicization of the pandemic risks undermining the public's trust in our public health institutions. A, I added the A part, but you know what I mean. Publicly breaking ranks with his own party, his own leader, it's a major, major deal. It's a major deal considering that his party is in power. But this is a huge, huge point because he's not the only member of Trudeau's team who feels to varying degrees that this is a mess. This situation is a mess. He said he raises concerns extremely closely with his fellow liberal MPs and with Trudeau himself. And he says he hopes there's room in the party for dissent. Now, this criticism is a major challenge for Trudeau. This is political writing, this, of course, who is up against increasing public frustration over health measures. Uh, No, it's, it's, it's the convoy has won. And I love how they write the convoy has attracted extremist elements linked with the far right. Who, what 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 extremist elements? Where? Who? Where? A guy with a Confederate flag is a, is an extremist elements aligned with the far right? I mean, th- this is this is this is what I mean, honestly. I, I think that all you got to do is just send one Yahoo up there from Antifa or something else to just wave a swastika. And then every single you realize that every single trucker in Canada is then instantly a Nazi 
I mean, that's all the opposition has to do is just send somebody out there with a Nazi symbol or, or a Confederate flag symbol. And then that's it. Everybody's done. Every single person is done. But this is why I think people see through the media and their bias and their BS. I really do. I think they've had it. I think they've had it. In this country right now, we have we have our own freedom convoy that's about to happen. I'll tell you that in a second. But this is amazing. This liberal member of parliament questioned the science behind the Trudeau government's ongoing COVID measures, especially as other countries with lower vaccination rates start to abandon their restrictions. He called on Trudeau to produce a roadmap with clear and measurable targets for when all restrictions will be lifted. I think the Canadian truckers have accomplished more than you can ever imagine. First of all, for weeks, the media in this country tried to ignore that it was even happening. I I, I made a joke one day. I said, um, because Johnny Cook asked me, my buddy Johnny, who does the music for the podcast, he said, I can't believe this is being ignored by the media. And I, I sarcastically tweeted back and said, well, maybe it's because it's in Canada. Of course, that's not why it was being ignored. It was being ignored because these are people fighting for freedom. These are people standing up to authority. Authority. And the media hates that because they're all in the tank for, for Fauci, for Trudeau and everybody else. So if, if, if Canada has got some of the highest vaccination rates in the world and they're still they're still living in this this complete lockdown mentality of a society, doesn't that prove exactly the point that I've been making over and over again? The people that are most protected from COVID theoretically are also the people most afraid of it and the people unwilling to return their lives to normal. But 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 it's over. It's over. I saw a friend of mine today. She said to me, she said, I hope they do not make masks mandatory at our school and she said I hope they don't tie them to vaccines and she said I'm talking to other parents and they all feel the same way and I looked around and every parent had pick up no masks one one mom had a mask on and I don't know what her personal situation is I'm not going to judge but that's it that's it and to the point of where now today the CDC director Rochelle Rochelle Walensky came out and said no it's too soon please it's too soon we're not there yet Fauci the same thing please please because the minute this is over those two hacks have to go back up to the 10th floor of the bureaucracy that they work in and never be seen again I mean did you ever heard of have you would you Fauci you ever heard the guy's name before COVID nope the CDC director no I mean no no, I mean, I remember the, the days when the CDC director was just somebody in a movie about a, a zombie pandemic. Actually, they didn't even show the CDC director. It was always the CDC in Atlanta, really. You know, like, they blew it up in the first season of uh, Walking Dead. That was a great, great episode. Anyway, I digress. But now these people are famous. They're rock stars with bobbleheads and magazine covers and pool shoots. You think they want to go back to that boring bureaucrat life? And their faceless, nameless bureaucratic buildings with their bureaucratic friends and their boring bureaucratic lunchrooms? No, of course not. The minute this goes back to normal, they're gone. They're gone. Instantly gone. Poof. They disappear. Like Kaiser Sose. And he's gone. And that's what they don't want. They don't want that. They're very nervous about that. So this is what's happening. This is what's happening. In the context of the pressure exerted by party caucuses in our system, at Joe Lightbound has shown immense courage today, said Garrett Genius. He is a, uh, a conservative in Canada. We, uh, we see that courage is contagious. It's time for more members of parliament to speak out for unity, common sense, and hope. Things are changing. Yes, they are. 
and spreading around the world. European Freedom Convoy eyes major Valentine's Day protests in Brussels against COVID-19 measures. This is great. A coordinated pan-European convoy of anti-vaccine. You see, they say anti-vaccine protesters. This is Politico. I doubt they're anti-vaccine. They're anti-vaccine mandate. You could you could be personally vaccinated and join in this convoy protest because it's about mandates. It's not about vaccines. That's media bias. It's media spin right there. A coordinated pan-European convoy of anti-vaccine protesters expected you to descend on Brussels on February 14th. The police are gearing up should the demonstrations turn violent, as others have done, but they admit being someone in the dark about their plans. See, this is spreading across the world right now. It really is. It is spreading across 27 member countries are going to have protests. Their own truckers in Europe, European truckers. And here in the United States, U.S. trucker convoy to Washington gathers steam. The organizers of the People's Convoy announced that truckers will be gathering in Indio, California on March 4th and rolling on from there. They, they, will be, they will be going, starting from California, go all the way to Washington, D.C., starting on March 4th, amid a growing clamor from those who believe their freedoms are under threat from COVID-19 restrictions. Now, this mobilization, which has sprouted up mostly online and builds on almost two years of increasingly vocal coronavirus protests, has been championed by far-right influencers and right-wing politicians. How about people that just say enough is enough? Enough is enough. Why does it always have to be the far right? I'm curious about that. Why does it always have to be the far right? It's just that people want, they want freedom and, and, and there's nothing that they can do to stop it, even though they try. I'll give you a couple couple quotes for you today. Here we go. Let's see. Let me share this with you. Fauci today said the following. There will be more people making their own decisions on how they want to deal with the virus. Think about what that quote says so much, does it not? It's 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 an acknowledgement the government can't stop this 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 tidal wave anymore. They can't. The floodgates are open. There's nothing they can do at this point. They know it. That's why Murphy is allowing the kids to take their masks off. Theoretically, I went into a deli today, and a woman behind the counter, she said, "I, I couldn't hear. Sometimes I I I can't I can't hear. Um, you know, if there's uh, crowded places, I'm going deaf because of my job. I have my headphones turned up too or too too uh, too loud. Anyway, uh, so I had to repeat. I said, "I'm sorry, I'm going. I think I'm going deaf." And she said, "Well, I I, I usually blame it on my mask, except I'm not wearing it." And I said, "Oh, that's good. Good for you." And she said, "Yeah, I really am glad that my kids will finally be able to take the mask off." Woman working in a deli. I said, "Oh, me too." I said, "But let me knock on wood because I don't trust this guy." She said, "I know we don't trust him. None of us do." But the floodgates are open and, 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 and Fauci and these others are so depressed over the fact that the people have said enough is enough and they can't control us anymore. It's over and they don't know what to do. They can't figure it out. I'll give you something else too. Sean Patrick Maloney is a Democrat leader. He is the, uh, he is the head of the Democrat uh, National Committee or something over at the DNC, something. Anyway, he said the following quote, Democrats plan to fight COVID is working. Cases are down and vaccines are widely available. Now it's time to give people their lives back. With science as our guide, we're ready to start getting back to normal. Now it's time to give people their lives back. He said that. Now it's time to give people their lives back, which as I read it is an acknowledgement that they took our freedom from us. They did. And now they're ready to give it back. And we're all supposed to be, oh, so grateful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us our freedom back again. 
We feel so grateful to you, dear overlords. Oh, screw that. They're not giving us anything back. We're taking it back is what it is. We're taking it back. We're taking it back. That's the beautiful thing. And they can try, and they will, and they're, and they're trying. Oh, believe me. They're all doing a rain dance, waiting, praying for a variant. You know that. You know that. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, I need a crack pipe. No, I do. Yesterday, the Health and Human Services uh, Secretary defended crack pipe funding as harm reduction strategy, saying it would have been easy to say no to crack pipes. Now, Jen Psaki says there were never crack pipes, just syringes. Do you know that? Today, the White House is lying and saying crack pipes was, is being misreported. Do you know that? That's a lie. That's, 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 a, that's a total lie. It wasn't being misreported. They were d- literally defending it. They were defending the free crack pipes. And now they're trying to act like it never happened. Isn't that something? It's, it's amazing how they do this. They really think we're that stupid, I guess. I think they do. I just think that they think we're that stupid. That's what it must be. That's the only thing I can think of right now. But this is Biden's America. Uh, I played, This was played earlier today on the morning show, but it's worth you hearing again. How many people on the left hate these workers who are revolting against their conditions in Canada? Think about this, right? The workers always stand with the... I mean, the, the progressives are supposed to stand with the workers. Workers of the world unite. Karl Marx was all about the workers unite, right? Now, in this day and age, it's damn you racist, sexist, misogynist beasts... How dare you want your freedom? How dare you want to be able to make a living without the government forcing you to inject something into your body? How dare, how dare you speak up to just want to make a living and feed your family and keep the economy moving without having to get some, some vaccine forced upon you? How dare you? So enjoy this little montage from our friends at Grabian. Sedition, insurrection, a threat to democracy. This city is under siege. They are now calling it an occupation. Alarming situation there in Ottawa. The police chief is calling it a nationwide insurrection driven by madness. This is kind of our insurrection by air horn moment. I think it's part of the globalization of Trumpism. Canadians know where I stand. There hasn't been as much violence as some had perhaps projected, but that does not necessarily mean that it has been peaceful. Reports of severe vandalism and criminal behavior. Streets are clogged. The honking is incessant and deafening. This pandemic has sucked for all Canadians. Residents that I have spoken to who say they feel terrorized, intimidated. Residents say they feel like hostages. Residents in that area say that they are being held hostage, that this freedom has essentially, this freedom convoy, as they call it, has essentially imposed a lockdown on them. Some protesters harassed a soup kitchen. These anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths of the homeless. (laughs) Hungry, yeah. Because they were, they're they're, they're so put upon. There have not been any violent however, horn acts as the uh, as the as his as straight man oh they're hungry oh they're hungry joe those homeless are hungry and they're just taking the food right out of their mouths and these poor hungry homeless people just a morsel just want a crumb they've been honking for 12 to 21 hours a night the small fringe minority of people who are on their way to ottawa or who are uh if it's a small fringe minority why why is there so much outrage if there's such a small group out of curiosity holding unacceptable uh views uh that they're expressing many of them are holding confederate flags i've heard there's QAnon supporters by the way in that picture there's one dude with a confederate flag one dude 
And this is, uh, what's her name from MSNBC saying, I've heard there are QAnon supporters. There's no evidence of that. Even if there were, who the hell cares? But there's no evidence of that. They just say, they go, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that there are unicorns there. The crowd. We've seen swastikas. We've seen the Confederate flag. We've seen uh, flags with Justin Trudeau, pictures? our prime minister, in a noose. Uh, lots of Where? Donald Trump flags as well. People chanting, let's go, Brandon. It is actually oh. one of the rare times in history let's you're going to see swastikas and yellow stars uh, at the same protest. A few people shouting and waving swastikas does not define who Canadians are. So why does it define who the truckers are, out of curiosity? Eh, I'll ask that question another day, I guess. ...is being besieged by a group of anti-do-anything-about-COVID truckers called the Freedom Convoy. A so-called Freedom Convoy. A so-called Freedom Convoy of truckers. It's a cult. <laughs> yes, it is. We've heard it called a yes. nationwide yes. insurrection. A threat to democracy, uh, an insurrection, sedition. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. Now, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, these people are something, aren't they? These people are something. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So it's uh, it's frustrating to still have to be discussing masks on kids. But, I mean, what am I going to do? Because I have to because it's still a major, major story. Uh, and and this is this is where we are right now. This is where we are and what we're discussing, sadly, because the White House is now pushing back in a big, big way. Jen Saki Snarks says, uh, when asked if we should ever take into account kids' mental health when it comes to masking, kids' mental health, this is Snarks' response today. What does listen mean? Does it mean that the CDC caused the shots here? Or, as these governors have done, does the president take into account the trade-offs? I mean, this is about public health. It's not like just some kind of abstract thing in a vacuum. People, Kids' mental health is affected by wearing masks. Human behavior is part of this. The economy is part of this. Does he take those into account, or does he assume the CDC will do that for him? Well, I think, Mara, it's also important to note that masks are effective at reducing transmission in schools and other places. And we know that uh, from what the data has told us, right? Uh, there are a range of health and medical experts who advise the president uh, and make determinations about how the CDC guidance will be changed. But that is what we rely on, yes. A lot of doctors are now signing statements saying it's time to lift mask mandates, especially for kids. I understand that, but we rely on the health and medical experts who work on the federal government, as, as we should, even as we account for and consult with outside experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we can't we can't give this up yet. It's too soon, too soon. You know that lying hypocrite weasel Stacey Abrams, who's running for governor of Virginia, the one who was maskless with all those kids the entire time she was there, even though she's lying to say that it was only when she was taking the picture. And she and her excuse, remember, was she went up to the podium and she wanted to speak, and it's hard to speak in a mask, which is literally what we're all saying when we want our kids out of mask. It's hard for them to speak and be understood and to understand in mask. It's literally the reason. You would think, though, after that experience, that she'd be ready then, knowing how frustrating it is to talk in a mask in a classroom, to unmask our children. What do you think? You think she is? So do you think it's time to, to lift these mask requirements in schools? Would you lift them if you were governor of Georgia? COVID hygiene is going to be a point of debate for a very long time, and we can only follow the science and follow our circumstances. Unfortunately, in Georgia, we're not at a place where that conversation is ready. Because 
No, please. There, she's not ready yet. She's not ready. Follow the science. Uh, by the way, uh, Stacey Abrams is obese. She's very obese, and uh, COVID loves fat cells. New York Times, that was them. I shared that whole story with you on the air. Obese people have a problem. They are they are in that very vulnerable category of COVID. I mean, she should she should heed the science and do more to protect herself. I would think. And if the masks are so dangerous or so important to prevent uh, COVID, why would you ever take a mask off in a classroom? Why would you ever take the mask off, Stacy? Here's a report out of liberal California of uh, parents reacting to the way their kids have been treated over masks. Kids waging a battle over a mask mandate at a school in the Inland Empire. Students at Norco Intermediate School stage a protest and they say the principal berated them. One of them recorded it. As Inland Empire reporter Rob McMillan shows us, there is mixed reaction in the community. Parents protesting outside Norco Intermediate School this morning over mask mandates for students. The masks are not working and they are hindering kids from actually getting an education. But it's not just the mask mandate that's being protested, but the reaction of a school official caught on camera speaking to students who had to be separated from others because they were refusing to wear masks. The U.S. Constitution is very clear about school protests on campus that disrupt learning. And your learning is now disrupted. She spent all day outside berating the children, browbeating them, misinformation and fear mongling all of our children. So we're here today to say it's not going to happen anymore. Nicole Brillhart says it was her son who shot this video. How many of you flown on an airplane during this pandemic? How many of you got kicked off the airplane? We're done asking. We're telling. We're not, our children are not wearing masks anymore. After school today, we spoke with those who support the students' protest. You know, listen to the kids. Sometimes they got a lot to say. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what the hell that woman's talking about, the U.S. Constitution being very clear about protests on school grounds that disrupt learning. They have First Amendment rights in school. They have First Amendment rights in school. Where's the ACLU jumping to the defense of these children who are protesting in school out of curiosity? Where are they? Huh? Where are they? I'm, I'm curious. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same exact reason of why it is when we talk about all these things, you have to realize now, this is about making people who disagree with the intelligentsia out to be horrible, horrible people. That's entirely what this is about. Whether it's the Canadian truckers as racist and sexist, or moms and dads at school board meetings as terrorists, it's the same exact thing, is it not? It's the same thing. It's they are horrible, horrible people, and, uh, and you need to understand that they are bad, bad, bad people who will do bad, 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 bad things. And uh, it's up to the bureaucrats, the powers that be, to stand up to these bad, bad, bad people. <laughs> I mean, they're freaks. They are. They're free. They're control freaks is what they are. They are control freaks. And they can't even, the idea, the idea that they can give this up, oh, they can't give this up. Here's a Canadian truck driver who spoke out to uh, Fox News. And I think this is an important point that he makes. And again, this is something that you're not going to see on the mainstream media because it goes against the narrative that they're a bunch of racist, sexist, misogynistic, Confederate flag Nazi uh, pigs, right? Canadians from the United States, they have to show proof of vaccinations. And I know that you have said this is the straw that broke the camel's back because y'all are already dealing with so many problems. What are some of those problems you're already facing? Uh, lack of access to good parking, lack of access to washrooms and showers and uh, getting decent food, you know, because uh, places aren't 
letting us in. They seem to discriminate discriminate against truck drivers. You know, people of it. It's not. It's been a lot of little issues that have built up over time, and this is you know ninety percent of truck drivers are vaccinated. Why put a mandate on now? Like it just seems like a slap in the face. Yeah, how do you feel about that? That your prime minister is not supporting you after all that you do? Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, he were, he he called the protesters a fringe minority with unacceptable views, and he's shown that time and time again that he says things like that, and he's uh, very dismissive of anybody that doesn't share his own personal views. So, I'm not surprised. Um, disappointed i wish that he would uh when this all started he went into hiding and i i wish he would be a leader for us Mm -hmm. the most shocking video i saw this morning was police arresting the great grandfather that was just supporting the truckers here's the video he just honked his horn to support you guys and this is what happens what's your reaction to this i'm not seeing the video but i think i know which one you're talking Mm -hmm. about that little grandpa is four foot eleven or something like that. And I tweeted out, I said, Well, we're all safer now. We can breathe a sigh of relief at the police arrested this man for honking his horn. And uh And they dragged him off too in handcuffs. They dragged this little old man off in hand. Where where's where are all the uh, the, the people that are the, de- the the defund the police people coming out and screaming about the physical treatment of this little old man by the cops? Where are they, out of curiosity? And that's hard to justify on any level to treat an older citizen like that that's i I don't care who you are that it that that's just not right well david little old unarmed man they bring the guy's hand behind his back they slam him down to the to the to the floor i mean look i'm a huge supporter of law enforcement as you know but i call out bs when i see it and that's complete and utter bs with how they treated that man it's uh it's outrageous it's totally wrong totally wrong a little bit more of uh, snarks today on, uh, on this issue of mass, and I'll move on to other stuff. Uh, this is uh, this is take a listen to this here. Um, we understand where the emotions of the country are, right? People are. Uh tired of masks i would say not even if you look at the polling though there is also a huge chunk of people who still want masks right so in the democrat party in the democrat party actually as you noted there are some states that are moving towards rolling back or giving more choice to local communities about how uh, they will implement uh, these uh, requirements Uh, but again uh, from the federal government uh, what our responsibility to do is to abide by what the president committed to on the campaign which is to listen to scientists listen to data Uh, that doesn't move at the speed of politics that the moves at the speed of data uh, and they uh, dr walensky uh, committed to uh, conveyed or to take confirmed that they were evaluating this uh, at the cdc so why don't they accuse phil murphy and kathy hochel of being uh, like death hochel and death murphy like they did to death santis out of curiosity why don't they do that huh why don't they do that snarks today was asked about this again again this is why i mean this is the biggest issue of the day today freaking masks on our kids go ahead Jen, given that the cdc guideline still remains that masking is recommended in schools if you are a parent a teacher a student living in a state where that is no longer recommended should you still follow the cdc guideline yes yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. Exactly right. You should. You should. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should. Or blue states where we're all a bunch of freaking cowards. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden still supports, of course, this 
masking mandate. Uh, that uh, we continue to, well, we continue to recommend masking in areas of high sub- and substantial transmission, which is basically the entire country at this oh, point. Oh, the entire country, but that's weird because I thought Biden was going to eradicate the virus. That's so weird to me. That's weird. Strange. Uh, you know, speaking of Ukraine, did you know that the American people... Uh, there's Americans stuck in Ukraine. They asked Saki today about that, about what, what should happen if Americans are stuck in Ukraine? Will our government get them out as a potential World War III creeps on the horizon? This answer is amazing. Take a listen. What happens to Americans if they do get stranded in Ukraine? Should they understand that the U.S. is not coming to get them? Well, let's just take a step back here. First, we don't know that President Putin has made a decision to invade. We still don't have a new assessment on that, right? I'm obviously not going to discuss intelligence reports, which I think you also referenced. Uh, What I can tell you is that it's not just that the president or I have been uh, conveying this warning to U.S. citizens. This is something the State Department has been doing for weeks and weeks and weeks now. I know there have also been a range of reports out there about American citizens. As you all know, because we've discussed this before, uh, U.S citizens are not required to register their travel to a foreign country with us, and we don't maintain a comprehensive list of U.S. citizens. That said, the State Department does estimate does estimates from time to time, and I know there have been much larger numbers out there, so I just wanted to uh, reiterate for all of you that back in October, the State Department estimated there were, at the time, so months ago, about 6,600 U.S. citizens residing in Ukraine, not much, far, much, not much larger than that. There have been, of course, there are periodic times during the holiday season where there are assessments of tourists and visitors and uh, and others, but in terms of uh, citizens residing in Ukraine, many of which would be uh, dual citizens. So what people should understand is that the United States does not typically do mass evacuations. No, and after Afghanistan, with that freaking disaster of an evacuation, it's probably a good thing they're not in the evacuation business if you think about it. Probably a good thing. <laughs> Probably a probably a smart move. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've long said to you is that I think in 2022, I do think a red wave is coming, and I think a big issue is going to be crime. I think crime is going to be one of those things. You see it everywhere. The stories are out there. One person every six seconds or something like that is carjacked in, in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, in New York City, crazy homeless people pushing people in front of subway trains. It's, it's awful. It's awful. On MSNBC Today, Susan Del Percio was discussing the impact of crime and what Americans are seeing about crime. And just so you know, it's not your friendly neighborhood conservative talk show host just saying this. It's also what liberal talking heads are saying, too. Crime, but it means you have to rethink this. Let's look what happened with the Manhattan District Attorney and that memo he sent out about not arresting people um, who commit petty crimes. That has an impact because it also goes into the psyche of the voter. They see that things are not happening. People are not getting arrested. People who have been arrested for hitting people or pushing people on the subway platform are out on the street 24 hours later. So this issue is very and the thing is, is as you, that woman 25 years ago said to you, they were all personal things that she felt. She didn't necessarily know someone who was murdered, but she knew someone who was mugged or someone's car who was broken into. And it's those crimes that are allowing the mentality of New Yorkers to really have their backups. And it wasn't just those 10 stakes walking out of a, of a supermarket the other day. On the Upper East Side, there's a Rite Aid that a man just walked in, filled up a plastic bag walked out and had no consequences and people are feeling it and they're concerned uh they are feeling it they are concerned no doubt about it 
They are concerned and they are feeling it, no doubt about it. And this is why I say the red wave is coming and it's coming in a big, big way. And it's going to come like a freight train. Boom. Oh, yes, indeed. You know, when you're um, Dave Chappelle and you've really upset the left, Rolling Stone, Dave Chappelle's latest achievement, helping kill an affordable housing development. That awful, awful human being. The comedian threatened to pull his business ventures if his hometown, Yellow Springs, Ohio, went ahead with the plan. God forbid the man speak out about a housing development that he didn't like. Mm? (laughs) Amazing to me how much the left hates this guy. They just hate him. Um... Apparently, according to the news story, Chappelle's various dealings in Yellow Springs are spearheaded by his company, Iron Table Holdings, LLC. And he's uh, reportedly planning to launch a restaurant called the Firehouse Eatery and a Comedy Club. Uh, Chappelle bandied about the half $65 million a year company as he threatened to axe his own business ventures. He was going to axe his own business ventures. Here's him speaking at the meeting. Can I go? Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm Dave Spell. <laughs> I just want to say, and Marianne, I can talk to you about this privately. Um, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while they takes out a $65 million a year company. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I am not bluffing. I will take it all off the table. That's all. Thank you. Boom. All right. So. um, How dare that man speak up? How dare he speak up at a council? How how dare you, sir? You have no soul to want to plan out your own community and be part of something? How dare you? And look at all those white people on the council just shaking their heads at this man to have the audacity of this black man to come and speak at their council meeting. He should know better, right? He should know. These people are awful, aren't they? These people are awful. Uh, Let me leave you with this today because I'm going to go eat some more Girl Scout cookies. Uh, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, not just ready yet to get back to normal. Oh, no, no, not ready yet. It's public. The CDC trying to be clear on masking. At this time, we continue to recommend masking in areas of high and substantial transmission. Um, That's much of the country right now. But more governors across the country are taking matters into their own hands. Today, Massachusetts, Illinois, and Rhode Island announcing plans to begin rolling back mask mandates. New York will keep masks in schools for now while relaxing other restrictions. At this time, we say that is the right decision to lift this mandate for indoor businesses and let counties, cities, and businesses it's like when I see that they put every black man in the movies and the press or the vaccination department. Under pressure from governors to issue new guidance, the CDC says it will update recommendations, but not yet. We've always said that these decisions are going to have to be made at the local level. Many of these decisions are using a phased approach. Not all of these decisions are being made to stop things tomorrow. They have to be done at the local level, but I'm really encouraged that cases are continuing to drop dramatically. Hospitalizations are continuing to drop dramatically as um, people are making these decisions and as we are working on our guidance. Imagine that. People are living their lives like normal. Have a great rest of your day today. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.